guys. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi friends. My name is Sophie and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Today we're going to talk about perfectionism with Laura Folks. Is that how you say it? Oh, I should have told you this. It's uh, Fuchs. Okay. With Laura Fuchs. So will you introduce yourself? Hey friends, my name is Laura Fuchs and I'm so honored to be chatting with y'all today. I work as the Chief Encouragement Officer at Light Speaks Loudest, a subscription box company aiming to help teen girls better love themselves, others, and God. Um, a couple of fun facts about me are that I've been married for almost five years and my husband and I have a golden doodle puppy named Bo and I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist because it is a lifelong journey. and that's what we're talking about today guys we're so happy that you're joining this before we hop into our questions we are just gonna do some get to know you questions um so our first one is what is your enneagram number (laughs) okay so i have been on an enneagram journey so to speak for a while i used to think i was an enneagram three but i kind of read more about the numbers and heard more like resources about the different ones and now i think i'm an enneagram one wing two what about y'all i am an enneagram nine wing one i think at least last time i checked that's what i was um i feel like i don't know a whole lot about the enneagram i just know a lot about mine um but it's helped me a lot like learn more about like my personality i would say yeah 100 i have no idea what i am I used to be very, I love the Enneagram. Like I've loved it for a really long time. And when I first kind of like was reading into it, reading books about it, I was really confident that I was either a nine wing one or a one wing nine. Um, and I kind of would like flip between the two. I was like, I don't know. I could see both. Um, but now I think I'm like, I, okay. I first read about it and figured it all out like freshman, sophomore year. And now that I'm a senior, I, have grown a lot more into myself and like a lot more comfortable and confident doing different things just because I've had a lot more experience with other things. Um, And a big part of being an Enneagram nine is not liking confrontation. And I don't like confrontation, but I'll do it, which is like not a nine at all. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know if I will have like nine even like in me. So I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring it out, but my mom doesn't think she's big into the Enneagram too. We talk about it all the time. And she's like, I don't think you're a one or a nine. And you're not supposed to tell each other really like what you think they are. But I, so I don't know. I'm just kind of figuring it out. Um, I wrote that question down very confidently that I was going to be like, I'm just going to like pick one and say whatever it is. But now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't want to lie about it. I'm like, I have no idea. So I see it. I think that's one of my favorite parts about it too, is that it's a constant learning process. And you know, you may think, oh, I'm this, or maybe I'm that. But like, like the thing that I always say is don't limit yourself to that, right? Like don't use it as an excuse to do something or not do something. Just say, this helps me better understand myself and I'm going to keep moving on with my life. Oh, 100%. And I think that's like almost every personality test is like when, especially when it like comes into thinking about like identity and Christianity of like, I like had this really deep conversation about the Enneagram and religion, like with somebody one time, because I was like, just talking about it. And I was like, not thinking about it that deeply, but he was like, like, you can't like define yourself with the number. Like you were created to be like Christ and reflect Christ. And I was like, bro, I know, (laughs) like, that is not what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, you can't like limit yourself to like what you are because you were created to be like a servant of Christ first and foremost. But like, I just think it's fun to like, 
kind of see what your strengths and weaknesses are because yeah. we were all created individually and differently and to like learn like how to like improve in certain areas mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent um I'm so glad that we had that really productive conversation about any of that because <laughs> I like am really passionate <laughs> about it. Um, our next get to know you question is what is your favorite way to pass time? Okay. So I have realized that I'm not really like a hobby person. And so I'm like, oh, like I should get a hobby. Um, but a couple of things that I've really loved as of late. So one, I do really love cooking and I love being able to like make a meal and share it with friends or people I love, which I haven't gotten to do a whole lot of the past, you know, year and a half of COVID, honestly. But I think that um, that's something that I plan to do more. And usually I'll like watch, you know, a show on Netflix and just kind of like have it be a super relaxing, chill um, time. So that's really fun. And then um, I just started playing pickleball. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of it or played, but like, that's my, I guess, new hobby. Like my husband and I play probably like three, four or five times a week now. Um, And it's just been so fun. Yeah, that is so fun. I, people have kept telling me that pickleball is really fun. So I feel like we should go try it. Oh my gosh, it is so fun. My older brother worked at a camp and he like played pickleball every day for seven weeks and he came back and he was like can we build a pickleball court like I love it so much <laughs> which is like the funniest thing ever because like what is pickleball like that's the randomest thing but anytime he gets the opportunity he's like let's go play pickleball it's really fun let's go play we'll go play <laughs> yeah um, so yes you'll have to try it out and let me know what yeah, you think yeah <laughs> oh for sure and then whenever we have our next guest that's what we'll say for this question yeah you're <laughs> it's a full circle moment <laughs> for sure. perfect but since I've never played pickleball right now my favorite way to pass time is probably well this is like kind of a lame answer but probably the podcast um yeah <laughs> we spend a lot of time on the podcast but I love it and also, I've been reading a lot lately, and I used to tell people that I was a slow reader, and so I didn't like read books. But I think I just use that as an excuse to like, not read, like, because I'm really like enjoy reading now, and I'm actually kind of fast at it. I think I just would get bored and not finish, yeah. and then say I was just slow. But I reading, think it's about the book. Yeah. It's all about the book. It's like, I'll be a slow reader if I don't like the book. Yeah. But if I like the book, I'll read it quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all about the book. Yeah. I think, I don't, like, I wrote this question and then I was like, oh, I'll come up with an answer. I'll figure out what I do this week. Um, I don't really do much. I, like, (laughs) I don't really have much time to, like, pass, I guess. So, when I do, I just kind of hang out. I, like, watch a ton of TikTok. I'm on my phone way too much. I watch a lot of TikToks. Um, and then one like random thing I do, I play spike ball, but I also make banana bread, like specifically banana bread. That is pretty much the only thing I ever bake, um, which is, or cookies, I guess. But banana bread is pretty consistently like in my house just because I yeah. like love it. And I went through a phase. It's usually in the fall. It's so good too. Like, yes, yum, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's usually in the fall. I feel like in my head that just correlates with banana, like pumpkin bread, but I go through phases. I like stress bake. I think it's like a coping mechanism that I don't realize I do, but anytime I'm like really overwhelmed, it's banana bread that I make. And it's just really like really neat. Like, I don't know why I make banana bread. Well, and all your friends and family can benefit from it. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. I make banana bread play spike ball sometimes 
I lay in my bed a lot. Love it there. That all sounds great to me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is really honestly, it's fine with me. I'm not complaining at all. Um, lots of interesting things. We have pickleball, banana bread, reading. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> big range. And um, our last early or our last get to know you question is what is your earliest childhood memory? Okay. So when I turned three, I had, my family had a birthday party for me. And I guess this isn't necessarily like my earliest childhood memory, but it's one of like the good ones, you know, Um, where I just got this awesome bubble gun, like where you hold down a button and it like blows out all these bubbles. And my sister, who's two years older than me, decided she was going to steal it from me, (laughs) but we ended up having a great time together. She would like blow them out for me and, you know, we can laugh about it now many years later. (laughs) That's so fun. Um, I read this question and I didn't really think about an answer. So um, this probably isn't in my earliest childhood memory, but this is also just a really good memory. Um, Whenever, okay, so where I used to live, our, my elementary school was like in the neighborhood. And so my dad would come pick me up um, with my scooter and I would like scoot on home. Oh, that is <laughs> so sweet. That is really so fun. Sweet. That is a good memory. Just scoot home. That makes me want to cry. Oh my goodness. I love that. Mine was also a birthday party. I don't remember what age, probably around four. I have pictures of it. I should find, maybe I'll post one. Um, but we went to Toys R Us whenever it wasn't bankrupt. Um, <laughs> But so we went to Toys R Us and like my birthday party, I remember getting out of the car and then I was in like a princess dress or something. And like all my cousins were there. Cause whenever I was a kid, my birthday parties would be like two friends and then all of my cousins. Cause I have like seven of them on one side. So, and they're like all girls. <laughs> so we would just hang. Um, and so we were just like at this Toys R Us and I'm in a princess dress and it's Yara. Um, I'm with my brothers and cousins and like, the giraffe the toys r us giraffe is there and we slow danced with the giraffe like i remember this like pretty vividly like that was and we made tiaras like that's why i was wearing one is because like that was our activity of the birthday party was hanging out with the giraffe and we like got to walk around the toy store and pick out a toy for me for my birthday that's so fun yeah it was a really fun party i want to do that right i'm like i do that today and then okay (laughs) but that so yeah that's like my earliest memory and I honestly can't tell if it's like actually a memory or if I like dreamed it <laughs> like dreamed up parts of it I know for a fact that we are like at the Toys R Us with the giraffe and stuff and wearing tiaras but I'm like did I like fill in the gaps with like random <laughs> right. things like but, when you see pictures of your childhood and you're like oh I think I remember that and then you right. like remember something that your parents are like no that didn't happen <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly I used to have that issue with dreams a lot like I would say stuff that I would dream like it happened and yep. then I was like yes. why are you lying and I'm like no it happened but it was like it actually just happened in my brain yes like, <laughs> I just thought it was true it was weird <laughs> weird kid yeah man okay well we had interesting childhoods for sure um but we're gonna talk about some perfectionism and just because I feel like it's a really relevant topic especially with school starting and um, and also like what's funny about this is Enneagram one is known as like the perfectionist Yep. Um, so I'm sure that I'll tie in a little bit. Can you just talk about your experience with perfectionism? Yeah, totally. So I mentioned earlier that I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. So basically the way I look at that is that all throughout middle school and high school, like I 
always wanted to be the best at everything, <laughs> school, academics, sports, uh, creative art classes, flirting, like whatever. I was like, I want to be the best. Um, and, you know, for better, for worse, I tended to be really good at a lot of different things. So it kind of like fed that um, that fire of like, oh, I have to be the best at everything. And but as I got older and, you know, went to college and came to understand my relationship with God better, I realized that so much of that was based on my pride. Um, and I had an expectation to be perfect. And it wasn't only super unrealistic, but it also honestly hurt my relationships with friends because I wasn't willing or even able to like be vulnerable with them about the things I was struggling with. So I think it makes it feel a little bit less of like a safe friendship in that way. Yeah, definitely. I also struggle with perfectionism. I think that for me, especially in school, like um, I really like to compare myself with like other people like grade wise. And so like that fuels the fire to like do like to just like perfect my work, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And I also agree with what you said about relationships. I think that's really good. I think a lot of the times like it's easier just for me to like look put together and it like feels better if you're just like yeah I'm good and I'm not struggling yeah yeah I think that um I'm really competitive and I am also a perfectionist <laughs> and I compare myself a lot and I think all of those things go really hand in hand of like I, I was talking to my dad about this this morning because I was like, we're interviewing a guest and um, we're talking about perfectionism. And he was like, oh man, that is something I still struggle with. I'm exposing my dad right now. Sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> but he's like, it's just like a lifelong process that never really gets a hundred percent easier. Like as humans, obviously we are always going to be sinful and always fall back into old sin without Christ. But like in Christ, we are made whole and complete. Um, but it's so hard to find rest in that, especially as someone who like, I said this in the car, um, but I was like, man, I just don't do things I'm not good at. Like, if I'm not the best, I'm not going to do it. And like, <laughs> that's awful. Like, that's yep. not good. <laughs> um, because it's like, there are so many times where my friends are like, dude, let's play it. Like, oh, this is a good example of this. I love spike ball. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Like, I play spike ball. I'm not good. I'm not the best at it. But I play it with people who like are just playing for fun. So then like, I tend to be like better in the group. Like that sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah. I literally am just like being judgmental. No, no. you're better than me. Okay. So we'll just use Sophie <laughs> as an example. Sophie, like we were playing together. She doesn't play. You don't play very often, right? No. And um, so obviously I was like a little bit better than Sophie. Cause I play with my brothers all the time and stuff like that. Um, but I was like, I'm playing and like, I don't, I don't realize it in the moment, but I'm better than her. So I continue playing and it's fine. It's fun and games. But then I went to this social for my school the other day and there was Spike and I was like, oh, I'm going to go play. And they were like incredibly good. <laughs> like they knew the rules. They were really good. And I was like, I'm not going to play because I knew I wasn't going to be the best. And I was like, I'm just not going to do it because I just get really frustrated. Um, and I think that's something that's like really common in the world. And it, like fuels I also think that comparison is like a huge thing especially with social media um but especially like in this modern world I want to I'm interested to hear your thoughts about how like perfectionism plays out and um, in 2021 specifically yeah so I don't know if y'all have listened to Olivia Rodrigo's um new album Sour I guess it's not that new anymore but um when I first heard her song Jealousy Jealousy it immediately connected with me because one specific line that really stuck with me, she is talking about seeing everybody else getting the things that she wants. And she says, I'm happy for them, but then again, I'm not. 
And I just think so many of us, Christian or not, can identify with that, especially now in this modern age of being able to see everybody's highlight reel on Instagram all the time and just feeling like my life doesn't measure up. Like I don't have the things that they have or I'm not as skilled in whatever area. And I think that that really just made it real for me and realizing, yeah, like we do, a lot of us struggle with this. And especially now in like that comparison versus perfectionism age, I think it can just really overwhelm your life. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like your dad said, Addy, I am, <laughs> you know, six years out of college now, and sometimes I'm still fighting those battles of comparison or perfectionism. And I think that's really where we as Christ followers can lean into that identity of um, being made perfect and we're made in God's image and then Christ's perfection washes over us. You know, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to measure up perfectly because we're loved anyway and we fall um, under his grace. Yeah, definitely. I think that there are like for me it feels like there's a lot of expectations that are put on me to like measure up to something and I think that it like looking on Instagram when you feel those expectations and like what that lyric says it's really like easy to act happy for someone but like not really be that happy because you feel like you're not measuring up so I think that's like such a battle that I face and I Addie I feel like yeah yeah 100% no yeah I like we've talked about this before is that like there are so many times where I okay I think I put most of my expectations on myself yeah I agree um, me too like, I don't know if that's like a common thing I know Sophie and I have talked about it but it's like my parents like don't they're really really good about not projecting expectations on me obviously they're like you're gonna do school and you're gonna like try your best and all the things <laughs> but like for some reason um I just like it's the perfectionism in me that it's like I'm going to be the best like I'm going to have high A's I'm going to do this and this and this and I'll like kill myself to do it and it's like if I have to put everything aside and only focus on school so that I'm the best at school I will do it um but it's like that's obviously not Christ-like like that's I think for me that like has been a really big like pride I mean like it's very very sinful of me to be like that because it's then I'm placing my identity and my trust, my worth and value in how good I am at something rather than like Christ died on the cross and that enough, that is enough. Like in him, I'm enough alone. No, absolutely not. But it's like, praise the Lord that we don't have to be enough without Christ because he is sufficient for us. Right. And it's just a really hard concept to grasp a lot of times. And there are times where I'm like, I can recognize, I literally talked about this I think I talk about this like every week. It's like, I can like see a clear divide of myself where it's like, I have this spiritually mature part of me that sees right through the sinful side of me. But like the sinful side of me is still there. Like, bro, <laughs> like no time for God right now. Just go focus on AP bio or whatever. And it's just like, stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, yes, guys don't like push off your homework and stuff like that. <laughs> like you still do it, but it's like, you don't have to like completely sacrifice everything if your motivation is off, I think is like the big thing. It's all about like motivation and intention. Oh, I think you're so right. And even being able to kind of distinguish between like, what are the things that I really do need to focus on and keep perfect, like, you know, as perfect as I can be right. um, versus the things that like, honestly don't matter. And like, you're not actually 
about ever again, or like it's not going to affect your life in a tangible way, because that kind of helps us keep it in perspective a little bit more too, to like actually try on like a really big exam or like, you mm -hmm. know, studying for the test or quiz, but maybe you don't have to um, like be perfect at your sports team or whatever. Like, you know, I think you're right. And just like keeping our priorities in line and remembering that, you know, Christ already did the work that made us into a child of God and he doesn't right. expect us to be perfect. So why are we putting that on ourselves? Oh my yeah. gosh. A hundred percent. And I think when you have that mindset, it completely changes the game for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you refocus on that, like every day I have to like wake up and be intentional about being like, the battle is won. Like God took like a thousand steps just so I could take one to trust him. And I've taken that step. So it's like, time to start acting like it you know what i mean yeah um, <laughs> well yep. we're gonna be right back to the show but first hold up it's time for commercial break make sure you guys are following our instagram at a faith podcast um our instagram as well as um miss laura's is going to be in our show notes down below um check out her subscription box company it is so cool sophie and i like literally texted about them months ago yes whenever we found her account um and we're just so excited to have her here with us um so check her out she's super cool check out her company also super cool um email us at our her our hearts surrendered at gmail.com there are two s's and then leave us a rating interview if you'd like to or don't can't make you either way <laughs> um but i think that's about it for a commercial break now back to our show. Um, we have a couple more questions for you. Um, and we are, I think these are going to be really good. I'm really excited. Um, so our first one is just, what do you think are some ways that Christians and non-Christians can battle the um, issue of perfectionism? Yeah, I think one thing that has been really huge in my life is thinking about um, the importance of being with God instead of doing for God. Because what I've noticed is that perfectionism can sneak into um, our relationship with God too. And we think, oh, I have to have everything in order perfectly lined up before I can come to him. Um, but when really he just desires our presence, he wants us to be willing to listen and be present with him. So um, if you've ever felt that way, I would encourage you to just, you know, try spending some time with God, maybe in a new way, maybe going outside and um, like, you know, keeping your phone away for an hour and going for a walk or something and just um, focus on being present with God. I think that's been huge to me. And kind of right along with that goes this concept of speaking truth to ourselves. So I have found that, um, I always need to remind myself of my identity in Christ and remind myself that he doesn't love me anymore or any less when I follow him perfectly or make mistakes. Um, one of my mentor podcast people that I admire, she just always says, be your own best friend. And in that, like remind yourself of these truths in your life that you've come to know in a certain time and like bring them back up again when things get hard. So for me, I like to make visual reminders. So I'll like, you know, make a print and like, hang it up in my house or something, or, um, you know, you can do a sticky note or memorize a verse, like something that you can pull back up to the top of your mind when you're feeling those feelings of, I'm not good enough. I suck at this, but actually like, I don't have to be perfect in that. One other thing that I would add is this idea of cultivating contentedness and practicing gratitude. So Paul explains in Philippians 4 that he's content in whatever circumstance and knows how to basically abound in any circumstance. So really focusing on being present. 
um, not always just looking to the next thing and saying, oh, like, I'll be happy when I graduate or I'll be happy when I finish this test or get through this season or whatever. Um, but being able to find our satisfaction in the one thing that doesn't change, which is God. And then practicing gratitude. So just being able to recognize, hey, these are the things that are blessings in my life right now and I'm grateful for that so in the planner that I use I actually have a spot like the first thing that you fill in is what you're grateful for and I feel like that just gets me in a great mindset for being able to um, recognize that it's not all on me definitely I think those are super helpful something that I've found is like a lot of the times I'll think whenever I'm like reading my Bible is just like oh I just have to get done I just have to finish this um and it's like I don't that's not a great mindset to be in. So I think just like stepping back and whether that be like changing up what I'm doing or like just focusing on the Bible and reading like one or two verses and not like a whole chapter. A whole chapter. Yeah. Um, or whatever it may be. I think like what you were saying, like changing it up sometimes is really good. And also practicing gratitude is something that has completely like changed the game for me. I started practicing that um, I don't even remember when, but like it really, like when you just step back and like reflect, I think reflecting is what Addie and I have really been focusing on lately. Yeah. And like, whenever you really do step back and reflect on like what, what has been, what's so good in your life, it's really, it really helps a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think I like have ever been great about reflecting on things and I started doing this journal I don't know when I have the date in the journal but it's called the daily Kairos journal um k-a-i-r-o-s um we might link it in the show notes I'm not sure if you can remember um but I started doing it and every day so it's like a daily thing where I wake up in the morning and um, one thing that I like to do so we just kind of mentioned this um I used to really focus on like just getting it done because I'd always wake up at the last minute and then just squeeze my Bible study in there. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I did it. (laughs) I studied the word this morning, but I like to wake up and give myself enough time that it's like, if I need to sleep (laughs) an extra few minutes, or if like, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, I don't want to like have to like force myself to do like a daily devotional because then it's, I'm not doing it with the right intention. And it's like, you're absolutely going to get nothing out of it. Um, and sometimes like in order to build the discipline to get up and do a devotional or like before you go to bed or whatever it is, sometimes you do have to make yourself, but eventually it should be like less about discipline and more about like motivation because the more, you know, God, the more you love him and vice versa, the more you love God, the more you want to know him. Um, so anyways, this daily I love how you mentioned that daily devotional, because I think we can get so stuck in that mindset of like, I have to spend time with God mm-hmm. today. And we're not, you're like you said, we're not doing it for the right intention. And really like God just wants our hearts. He doesn't want yeah. us to spend an hour with him. If we're not in the right place, he's like, Hey, give me 10 minutes and see what I can do with that. Right. That it's just like that. surrendering that to God. And like, yeah. honestly, being honest about it, like there are days where I come to Christ and I'm like, God, you said, come as you are. I don't want to be here. Like, I'm like, I have other <laughs> things to do. Yeah. And like God changes hearts and God changes lives. Um, and just like proclaiming that in itself will like change your mindset over time, whether you see it or not. Um, so this daily Kairos journal, like the first thing you do is memorize scripture. Um, and I'm terrible with memorizing scripture. I just like, can't do it in my head. I just can't do it. Um, so it's like, you write out a scripture every day and then you do gratitude. And it's like, you write three things that you're grateful for. And then you write your intention for the day and like your prayer, like not your prayer, but like 
things that you're praying over. So it's just like, it's like everything laid out for me. So I never miss a step because I'm like literally writing it down, which is so nice because I have to wake up at like five 30 to do it. Um, so in the morning, my brain's not working that well. Um, and then at the end of the day, you go back and you do it again. And it's not like you do the same things you do. Um, the section called Kairos, which is what the journal's named after. And it's like, how did you hear God speak throughout the day? So then you have to like intentionally listen for what God is trying to teach you throughout the day. And then you add it to like a weekly layout at the back of the book. Um, and it's been really cool to like, at the end of the week, I can like look back and be like, oh, this is what he like is trying to teach me in this day and this day and this day. And then it's like, there's a section um, that is like, how are you going to pursue God better next week? And I just think it's really cool. And it's helped me a lot because there are weeks where I'm like, striving to just be like the coolest person on earth. Like that is my goal. I'm like, people are going to love me. <laughs> like, and like, that is awful. <laughs> like that is not good. Um, and that is like not our purpose and intention. Um, so it's just like, there are things that I can like look back on and I'm just like, this is not what God intended me to do. Um, I just like think that like that reflection and that discipline and just being in God's word has been able to be something that has taught me how to really focus on the Lord and just like the first step, my dad said this in the car, I'm literally stealing his words, guys. <laughs> the first step to like recovering from perfectionism is recognizing that you have a problem. It's like, we're talking about addiction or something, right? Like, that is genuinely like the first step. Like you're not going to recover from something if you don't understand that it's an actual issue and that you should be trying to overcome. Man. You know? And to that point, Addie, I didn't know, <laughs> like when I was in middle yeah. school and high school and like striving for all these things, I didn't realize like, oh, this is actually a bad thing because my pride is what's taking over here, not my excitement for God or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And so I like, you're totally right. And props to your dad for that. But. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, thanks dad. You should get on here. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something a lot of people deal with, especially in school. Um, it's just like not being able to recognize it. And then this is our last thing um, to that note. If you could just give our listeners who like feel an intense amount of pressure on them, whether it's from school or their parents or themselves, do you have like any encouragement for them? Yeah, of course. So I would say it's, we already mentioned this, right? You're not alone. So don't mm -hmm. feel like you're alone in this. And I really recommend putting in the work now to take your thoughts captive and remind yourselves of that truth. You don't have to be perfect to be loved. And if we believe in God and his sovereignty, then we know that, you know, wherever we end up, it's going to be wherever we need to be. And whether we have weaknesses or not, so many people that we see in the Bible had weaknesses and God worked through those anyway. You know, Moses, David, Esther, Peter, none of these were perfect people, but God worked through them anyway. And all you have to do is really open yourself up to that surrender, right? Surrendering to God and saying, okay, I'm willing to hear from you and seek you and love you even when I don't know the next step and I'm relying on you instead of relying on me. Yeah, definitely. I think um, whenever you said take every thought captive, it reminded me that Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head, um, talks about um, it's talking about stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts, but I really think it goes into perfectionism, like stopping like this, like spiral when you like, you should all read it because it's really useful. Um, and I think it's really like, for me, whenever I'm in a, like thinking about all the things that I need to do and wanting to do them well and like perfecting them, it becomes a spiral. And so I think taking every thought captive and stopping the spiral of those thoughts is like a really good and important way that you can 
improve. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. I don't really think I like have anything else besides those things. Um, just like, I mean, our whole mission, um, of this podcast is to like, hopefully encourage people to surrender everything to Christ, right? Like our hearts surrendered. Um, and it's something I'm terrible at, but genuinely just being like, God, this is yours. And like confessing that it's like a sin and it's an issue to yourself and to God before God. And then having friends that like hold you accountable. Um, like I feel like for Sophie, I don't know if we've ever done this, but I feel like for Sophie and I, we could absolutely see each other in moments of like us trying to be perfect on the podcast or us being like, I have a podcast. I talk about God every day. Why am I not in my word every day? Like stuff like that. And just being like, Hey, it, like, it's okay. Like God does not expect us to be perfect. And that is like a standard we placed upon ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like pretty common and especially in Christians of just like, they feel like they have to have their life put together before they go before Christ. But like, no, come as you are, you know, <laughs> like God sees you, you know? Um, but I think that's about it. But um, Laura, will you just go ahead and pray us out? Yeah, of course. Ah, Dear Lord, thank you for this time together to recognize the truth that you've given us that we don't have to be perfect to be loved by you. I just thank you for my brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast right now. And I just ask that you would continue to work in their hearts and their lives to remind them of how deeply and fully and completely you love them, God, and that nothing can separate them from that love, not their sin, not their mess ups, not anything, Lord. And we just thank you for this time and for sending your son to save us. And um, we ask that you would continue to bless our lives, especially as so many of these um, friends are starting school. And we just ask that you would give them the strength and the guidance that they need and the wisdom to live out your love, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, it was like a true pleasure. And I know that the listeners, if not the listeners, then we definitely gained a lot out of this. Yes. Um, oh, it's been so fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. And to the listeners, thank you so much for listening. Let's strive to live in wholehearted center this week. Bye.